0: Hi everyone, welcome to Chatterpedia. I'm Saras, one of your two hosts for this podcast. The other host is my mother, Kalyani. So we are basically obviously a mother-daughter duo. My mom lives in Singapore and I live in Australia. So we wanted to do this podcast as a way for the two of us to bond and get to know each other a bit better while also making sure we keep in touch while living apart. We have been doing this podcast for more than a year now and it's really exciting because we are on to season five. We hope you enjoy. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Chatterpedia. um in this week's episode we are going to be covering off a topic where we're comparing the top five key differences between living in singapore and living in australia now but before we start um, just so everyone knows my mom's actually gone through a small surgery this week on her hand so kudos <laughs> to her for even having the energy to come on to do this
1: yeah, I'm, I'm okay Sarvesh. I'm, I'm so happy to be part of this recording even though I went for the surgery. Yeah. It was just 4 days ago, wasn't it? I had it on Wednesday, yeah, it was about 4 days ago.
0: I don't know how you do it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's jump straight into it. So, our top 5 top 5 key differences. So, the very first one is very near and dear to your heart, Mom. It's the education system. So, right. obviously, you know, I've now studied both in Singapore and in Australia, but Australia from the perspective of university education. And you've seen how studying in Singapore and studying in Australia has affected both Shanti and I. So do you want me to go first? But I think of the, uh, one, I'll just go with my top difference. Yeah, you, you go ahead. Yeah, because you went through the uni. Yeah. Here so, and there, yeah. Yeah, so in terms of university, because I did do uni in Singapore and then here, I find that over here and things might have changed in singapore now you know noting that i went to uni what 10 years ago graduated Mm -hmm. four or five years ago i feel like over here they challenge you to ask more questions there isn't this fear of asking your professor's questions or questioning thoughts during lectures like there's mm. this encouragement that, oh, the more questions you ask, the better, because then we have can have an intellectual discourse. Whereas I found when I yeah. went to uni in Singapore, there was a lot more of like, just listen to what we had to say. Don't ask the questions yeah. during lecture. And if you do ask, you feel a bit awkward because you're like, oh, I feel like I'm overstepping yeah. or, you know. Mm-hmm. It, what do you think?
1: I think it roots uh, from primary school, maybe nursery school, whereby... The teachers are frontal teaching, used to, but now they are changing it. So probably when I was teaching those early parts like 30 over years ago, it's like I teach in the front, you listen and you do what I ask you to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, questions, the, most of the children do not ask questions because at home and also, parenting mm-hmm. style is also like that. Parents tell the children, the children do what they need to be, to, to be doing. So, when you go to primary school, it's a similar situation those days. But now uh, we are actually going into a new phase of looking at growth mindset, Mm
0: -hmm. asking the
1: children, asking uh, visible thinking kind of questions. Like, why do you say that? What do you think about this scenario? What do you think is happening at the back of this picture or this scene? And so the children are asked to think about it and have a conversation about it. So, they have actually gone into allowing the children to ask questions. Yeah. But when you're talking about um having this uh, confidence of having a conversation with the teacher or having a conversation with their friends, uh, we can see that there's a lot of, um, you know, area to improve on because the students uh, being English, as, as they say, mother tongue is the first language, if you say, but in, you know, at home, they speak uh, English, but not that kind of. Status kind of English, you know what they call it, proper English. Mm. So the students feel that oh, am I speaking properly? So that hold them back from yeah. sharing their thoughts and ideas. So I think we are working towards
0: it, but it will take some time. You know. Yeah. Okay. And obviously, on the on the other side of things, I think over here, like I'm observing, he was kids who go to school, and I did I did tutoring here for a bit. The curriculum in Singapore is definitely of a higher standard mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. math is probably more here. the the things you study in English is definitely more here. and I think I used to talk to you about whether I bring you know whether we educate our children in Singapore over here but I think I've come around to the fact that I do prefer it here potentially because I think I will teach my daughter at home the style mm-hmm. that we're taught in Singapore which is you know really do the math problems learn how to do all of that but I like the style of teaching in the schools here which is very much critical thinking learning like mm. explore obviously like you say it's changing in singapore it's changing yeah. so you know it's really exciting to hear that that's happening
1: yeah i mean because you also need the buying in of the teachers who have mm. been teaching the traditional way so they have actually moved a lot from that you know teaching yeah. using uh you know ict based using the ict uh, based teaching and using this kind of uh, growth mindset and visible thinking, and a lot of things mm-hmm. coming, critical thinking, problem solving. But how much are we implementing it? How much are we given? Because you know, in Singapore, it's exam rig- rigor, you know, yeah. and now they have gone away from there, and there's no media exams. Arrest. There's no primary one, primary two, do not have any exams. Oh, that's so good. No exams, only like uh, a weighted assessment, like every. Six, six weeks there's one assessment
0: like a which small is component. fine which makes sense yeah. happening in university why is it in primary and secondary school you have to do ex- so, exam yeah. all i remember was my life was exam after exam after exam if yeah, i was I not now for know, one exam that's so good yeah but Yeah, initially the parents
1: were like, what are you doing? No, there's no mid-year exam. Why are we going to assess (sighs) uh, what my child has learned? And then there's a lot of buying in from the parents as well. Because there's
0: other ways to assess it, not just an exam. Exactly. Yeah. Questioning method and all that
1: stuff. So, yeah. So, now like primary six or so, we are only having prelim and year-end PSLE and then with the assessment in between. That's
0: about it for PSLE. That's really great. Well, -hmm. this is probably a good time to pivot into the next key difference Right. between Australia and Singapore. And it's about parenting and raising kids. So like mm-hmm. the distinct approaches to parenting in Australia versus Singapore. And obviously there's so many different parenting styles, right? Like, right. you know, a helicopter, tiger mom and gentle parenting. Right. And oh my God, I can't believe how many different styles of parenting there is. And the thing is, I I what I find confusing is when people are like my parenting style is this. I'm like, well, can't it be a combination of different things depending yeah. on the situation, the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. But I find over here, like I'll tell you what I've observed and especially raising a daughter now with Gavin is that there's a lot more or over here, it's a lot of independent, Mm. uh, independent raising. So if your kid, Mm falls down don't rush over and comfort them straight Mm. away like just watch them for a second because sometimes they'll say to me like "Oh, the kid reacts to your facial reaction so you're like okay so now i just wait and then if annika cries then i go pick her up but if she doesn't then i'm like okay then the other other side of things as well is um probably the biggest difference i see is over here a lot of people live away from their family so mm. when they parent, it's just the two parents who are parenting right. or the single parent that's parenting. Whereas in Singapore, it's not the two parents that are just parenting. Everybody's involved.
1: Yeah, it looks like. I mean, if you're blessed with all those, uh, you know, uh, grandparents and yeah. uncles and aunties, and especially if they're living nearby. Yeah. You know, if they're living a bit further, I don't think they're going to see them every day or every week. Yeah. You know? So that's another plus point of. That's so why in India, they always encourage uh having the three generation you under one roof. Yeah. yeah, so that grandparents can teach them the values, the parents can teach them the other things, you know. So it's like under one roof, three generations. Yeah. So India always emphasizes on the Indian our Indian tradition. However, now you can see that a lot of them are not adhering to that. They prefer to have their own family away from their, you know, grandparents. Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: yeah and and you know it's neither good nor bad it just is what it is I, I remember like Gavin and I will sometimes say like oh how good would it be to have Anika have a cousins around her uncles and aunties because parenting is not just mm. about the two parents it's like those community parents as well right. and raises the right, kids right. um but it does mean that we have a lot of say in how we want to raise our yes. daughter without everyone giving different opinions That's um right. but, but like I said it's it's it depends it depends sometimes yeah. we really yeah. want to support sometimes we're like we're okay without it and i find that in singapore like you know isaiah specifically our ne- my nephew he grew up really with his mom and dad you and dad with um pretty much common vicky Prameen. there was covid season. COVID. yeah so he was works. raised by everyone yeah, but then
1: he's now non-COVID Isaiah's, uh, Isaiah's younger brother. We don't get to see him. I mean, I get to see him every day when Shanti, you know, drops him off at our place yeah. with the helper. However, it's like other times, like weekends, I don't get to see them. So it's only like, even weekdays, so like
0: maybe twice a week or twice a yeah. week is about.
1: It. But that's and also because, always, yeah, that's yeah. you,
0: but also because like, he won't get the same thing that Isaiah got because everyone has kids now and everyone Similar is to Gia also. so Gia just across right. the road. Correct. We don't get to
1: see her even maybe two weeks or three weeks once that we get to see her, you know, because her schedule will be different. Her sleeping schedule right. will be different. Her parents' yeah. schedule will be different. My schedule will be different. So it's difficult to fit in, you know, yeah. so it's a lot of things we are going through, but we are always here to help. Yeah. Anytime, just call us and we are there to render assistance, you know. And I think
0: that's the difference, like that's that support. Whereas over here, you could be living Mm. away from family, like, you know, different states or uh, outer regional states. So I find like that's one of the key differences in raising children between Singapore Mm. and Australia.
1: Even in Singapore, some of my colleagues, the children are sent to their grandparents' home. And sometimes the parents only pick them up on Friday, Monday, Mm. Saturday, Friday, Mm -hmm. pick them up. So the parents are focusing on themselves and also earning That's too much, time. I find. That's too much sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, like, you are the one who brought parents. these kids into the world. What are you doing? <laughs> they're, they're called the weekend parents, you know. But sometimes I also think, do the grandparents have their own me
0: time? You know, sometimes they need to have their oh, me time. That is a night. whole other conversation and Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, the third key difference that I want to talk about was... The work-life balance. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should well, go. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think you should go. What do you think is the difference? Okay,
1: work-life balance. Um, I think basically it's about what you are doing at work. What is the responsibility you have that you carry forward back to your home to complete it? If let's say you are the kind, you are not ambitious, you just want a normal, ordinary job then your workload may not be as much as compared to somebody in a leadership role. And when you are in the leadership role and you are having a family, then that's where everything goes haywire yeah. because you need to commit yourself to the work. And then yeah. after that, but you how do you commitment. find
0: it in Singapore?
1: Uh, okay. So for me is that it was a struggle, but with a domestic helper, I went through it a bit smoothly, probably mm. like really, you know, like I don't need to worry about housework or, you know, mm. but if someone has got no helper, it's going to be a nightmare for them. Mm. Working. it's not Yeah, it's hard. Um, it's not easy, you know, yeah. and, and the living uh, cost is very expensive. Yeah. You cannot be expecting to buy it out every day. Yeah. Family. It's, it's going to be very costly. So I think work-life balance, if I were to see you, and here, probably your work-life balance is much, much better than what I go I see Shanti going through, even though she has got a helper.
0: Yeah. In- and, and she said the same thing. She said like she definitely, like the work-life balance in Australia is better than what she would have in Singapore. She's clearly yeah. said that to me. I think also, Mom. I also think it's pa- pa- the my big issue, right, or the big difference I see, there's definitely a massive difference in the work-life balance between mm. here and Singapore. But I think the key difference, the fundamental key difference is that in singapore it's celebrated if you're very busy with work here Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a thing here Um, unless you're in the top law firms or things like you know like really you're someone who's a like you say ambitious you know wants to to climb high and all of that but i find like and and a good friend of mine just went to singapore recently in december and she also said the same thing she was like oh i and and she's lived in australia most of her life but she's like oh i landed in singapore and i was like get me out of here after a while because it's this whole Um when you meet people in Singapore, my peers sometimes they'll they'll sometimes talk about like, oh, you know, work is very hard and it's da-da-da. And I've had to pull this weekend, I have had to pull that weekend. And I'm sitting there thinking, I wouldn't be bragging about that. That's hard. That's hard. I'd be bragging about the fact that I have weekends off. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a cultural thing. I think growing up, I remember when Mm I met Kevin and I said, like, I want to work in a big city, I want to be very busy. Because to me, busy was success, Mm. which was happiness. Mm. that was how i viewed when i you know yeah
1: i mean you rightfully said that you know at workplace culture is that uh if the longer you stay you're going to impress the boss about it but i came out of that culture when i uh when i i mean for me is that when i started having a leadership position that's what was was on my mind. I, I cannot be going off early. I need to stay on and do even though I don't have any work. But then over time, I told myself, I got nothing on. I'll just carry my bag and walk away. Yeah. And then my colleagues will look at me, like, you know, those in the head of department, they will look at me and like, I say, bye, everyone. Yeah. And they hesitate, oh, bye. You know, that kind of thing, like, hey, you're leaving. Mm-hmm. But I think slowly, it rubbed onto others, like, right? So and so, oh, she's left already. So what? She's finished her job. Yeah, as long so, yeah, as long as I'm, I even, I mean, bring work home, I prefer to stay, go back at 2pm and work 2pm to 5pm. And I, I've done my work, I, I email whatever you, my boss has asked me yeah. to send. So the culture has to change. Really, I agree with you, Sarah. a lot yeah. of them feel that the longer I stay, the hard, the most hardworking person that my boss will think.
0: Yeah, that and, and you know, you, you know what, it, for some Asians that have moved from from Singapore, Malaysia, wherever to Australia, right, Some of them actually hold on to the mentality. I'll see them posting about it saying like, you know, did did this hours a shift? And I'm like, Yeah. I mean, it can also reflect that you are not productive
1: during the work hours.
0: Potentially. I mean, to me. Depending on the kind of job you're holding, it's like some mm-hmm. jobs that you can't help it, like doctors. Yeah, like, so, like so that Shanti, they have- sometimes she has to do overtime yeah. because of the... Yeah, yeah the which is fair. Yeah. But it's like when people, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people like, oh, you know, like, I have to work this weekend, I have to work that weekend, blah, blah, I'm like... Mm. I understand when your work has to be on the weekend, right? Like pra- Praveen work right. shifts and stuff like yes. that. Pre- getting, your job is your job. You have to do it. But I yeah. think when... Your, your job and the busyness becomes your marker for success, mm. then that's the problem. You need to be able to tear that away because the moment you say... My busyness or all the time I spend on work isn't the marker of a true success in my life. Then you'll be able to distinguish a good work-life balance in Singapore. Um, of course, it depends on your employers as well. But
1: well, I think also Sarah, sometimes uh people put a lot of things on your plate, and then that's when you have to work on a weekend. Like mm. so, sometimes we need to say that uh, I have so many things happening. You know, I I don't think I can. Probably someone else could do that.
0: Instead yeah, I think
1: one of it's our about, episodes we spoke about how you can yeah, say like the same no. yeah, 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 you have to, because I think I really agree with some people over there that, you know, it's not that they choose to work on a the weekend, they choose yeah. to work late nights because sometimes really. Um, weekends are burned because on weekday evening they have to spend time with the children and then the weekend yeah. they have to catch up before they start so yeah. I empathize with people who are actually no, I, I, think, I think I think that's enough.
0: okay I think how wonderful that you you found a way to create work life balance that you're not working yeah. late on a weekday so that you can spend time with your children and then you try and make yeah. up for it at times so your kids are asleep I have a good friend who has twins and she did that while I worked with her, and I was always inspired by her because she wasn't mm. about oh, I'm going to work very late. My kids, she spend time with her kids and then sometimes she'll do work on the weekend. She work-life right. balance. I think people think that work-life balance means your weekends are your, when you enjoy and your weekdays are when you suffer. That's not the thing. Weekdays and weekends were created part of the industrial revolution. Actually, the whole, you know, you work five days, talking, you know.
1: Yeah, you, you're talking about work-life balance, right? Recently, there's a tweak in that, that phrase. Work-life harmony. Who came up with yes. that, ma'am? I don't know, someone was sharing this harmony. That means we don't talk about work-life balance. We cannot every time have work-life balance yeah, all the time. correct. But you can have a harmony. At like certain times, I'm going to be busy. Certain times, I'm going to be not so busy. It's like a harmony between I like the that. work and the life. Recently, like, when I attended this... Uh, I think one of my school leaders, newly posted school leaders, she was mentioning to me, it's no more like work life balance, but work life
0: harmony. I like that. I think that makes a lot yeah. of sense because you're never going to, yeah. you know, 12 months of a year, you're never going to have all of the time being able to do that. Balance. Yeah, right. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The fourth key difference, very, this one should be very easy for us living environments. Explore the differences in the living environments, housing and city landscapes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this one's got- Obviously, okay. in mostly, yeah, obviously in Singapore it's mostly yeah, obviously in Singapore mostly apartment buildings and then over here in Australia it's mostly landed properties.
1: And also like very close to the beach or very close to some getaway places. Like yesterday so funny, Patibum was telling me, Where can I bring where can I go out with Carmen now? You know, it was like I think six PM was deciding where to go. Then I told him you can you can just go to the gardens by the bay that's got Chinese New Year Deco. Then he looked at me, I said, no, no, Gardens by the Bay, but but he sits so far away, in the city, you know, like, he, can we imagine the traffic jam? Yeah, the people in yeah. The city? So, it's like, I think they decided to stay at home and watch movies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i like, okay, so, it's like, when you want to think about where shall I hang out, like, where else can I hang out? Yeah. You know? But yesterday when I went out with Appa for breakfast in the morning, yeah. I told Appa, "Can you drive me? Because with this hand I can't drive." Yeah, yeah. I said, "Can you drive me to the beach? I want to look at the beach." Oh, you know, Appa drove me. Yeah, yeah. He, he just drove me there, and then oh, I just gosh. look at the beach, the water, and then. So sometimes there is a place to go to. It's just that we are not making time to go for it. Now yeah. I was thinking having breakfast, how blessed we are that. There's a beach nearby. It's like exactly, a, but how often do you? Well, you used, used to go to the beach a lot when you went for your long walks. Like, you were, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I do, I do, I, I do, you know. Recently, last week, I went with my friends as well. Like, nice. we do have, but I think we do not mm, in Singapore, we don't have time or we don't make time to think about where we want to go on the weekend with the family we only think about those who've got cars Oh, uh, i want to go across you know jb yeah. malaysia i want to go there go
0: you don't the think Masan. about small expeditions because okay we don't. I'll, yeah. I'll make this really quick but vicky and yeah. i were talking um my sister-in-law and i were talking the other day because anika it's been good weather here in victoria so we have a backyard and we kept pitching a really small tent like Annika go out and play throughout the day you know we'll just sit outside let her eat outside you know just enjoy the backyard and when I sent the family a picture Vicky was saying like um you know you can't really get that in Singapore it's not like you can't come out of your house and then grass yeah. and everything but when we when I spoke to her I said like you know obviously we are like oh will we ever move back to Singapore and I said to her like if we move back to Singapore we'd have to make active planning and decision making because it's like you said there's plenty of places to go in Singapore but yeah. you have to plan ahead over right. here there's a the convenience of it I could feel like going to the beach and yeah. it's a 15-20 minute drive for me or like out the back I can put up a quick swimming yeah. pool for her to swim in but in Singapore you have to plan but that's that I mean we're just talking about living environments that's the key difference right. I think like over yes. here it's right. yeah all right our last key difference is cultural nuances so what's like some of the key differences in everyday life, customs, social interactions? Hmm. I'll tell you what one very you big think? one. Everyone who yeah, comes here says it. When you go to yeah. the shops, people are genuinely friendly and happy to see you. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. You, you feel so welcome. <laughs> you know, in Australia, when I first went there, it was the very, very first time when you were studying there. They would say, hey, good morning. How are you today? You know, like, uh, I'm fine. I think you told, you told me, I might just say I'm fine and, and ask them back. How are yeah. they? Yeah. I like in Singapore, we don't do that. We just go and buy and then they don't even thank you. You know, th- you don't feel welcome. But over yeah. there, <laughs> every one of them are so cheerful and so welcoming that you you just like, you can just stand there and look you at them. Stunned. Yeah, the first time I kept you get they, stunned, I was like, how are you?
0: That's what they say. I mean, right? You can
1: go shopping at the end where they're almost closing and they're still having that tone of cheerfulness in them. And I, I I and I always, every time I come to Australia, I always tell you, Sarah's they're so welcoming, they're so cheerful. <laughs> they, they, the way they greet, is it? Thank you. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yeah. Like you? <laughs> you know, whereas in Singapore, they used to those days, we had this courtesy month. I remember, and then there was the line. The campaign, being yeah, yeah. courteous is a month, you know, somewhere in October, like everyone, that's
0: when everyone say, hello. After that, it dies off, you know, yeah. when our former prime it's, minister. It's really simple. I don't you. know what it is, but like, you know, here you could walk down the street and, someone passes by, you smile, they'll smile, everyone smiles. Oh, i tell you, after coming to Australia, when I go for a while, I say good
1: morning and they look at Scarlett. They yeah, yeah uh, they're like, day. oh, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, good morning. You know, like, uh, uh, yeah, good morning. I say, good morning, how are you? Uh, thank you, thank you. You know, like,
0: what, why are you so hesitant to greet me back? But- yeah, right I could take Annika for a walk and people tending to their gardens or they're just walking by then yeah. they're like, good weather isn't it I'm like yeah it is yeah. you know you start having yeah. a chat and I love it but in Singapore I try spying a few people but you can tell sometimes people
1: look at me like you're insane yeah I do not know why you know but I but I didn't stop I'm continuing to yeah. say hi to people even when I'm at the queue and you know, I'll just look at them hi long queue right so yeah you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, just build the rapport, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, as I said, we need to spread this in Singapore. Yeah. The culture of being friendly and greeting one another and not suspecting someone is going to take something from you or going to ask you
0: questions like, can I borrow money from you? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Is there any other things, maybe even customs, everyday life that okay, you find? Okay, I
1: think everyday customs, I mean, even in the, within in the lift, Cyrus you know, people will just look away and I will say that, I will tell them that, you just shifted newly, no, yes. or oh, maybe we don't have the, you know, that kind of thing, like, people find it awkward, but I continue to, you just have to do it, them. yeah, yeah, the other, cu- the other culture in Singapore is that workplace, we do not talk about race-related topics, mm. there can be something hot going on in the, in Singapore, like, maybe a racist thing going on and it's published and you know, we do not talk about it mm-hmm. at all at the workplace. Mm-hmm. We just shun away even though we know that things to be discussed but we just shine away even as an educator. Yeah. here is definitely yeah. the
0: opposite. Here it's like diversity yeah. inclusion is a massive thing and like the conversations around it is very massive. Because we,
1: we're just afraid that we might say something sensitive to someone Uh, and then it'd be going to cause some other you know underlying issues so we stay away from that topic you know that's
0: what I observe I understand yeah Mm. um I'm just trying to think if there's any other major difference I think oh customs-wise I feel like people here are definitely family family oriented they are don't get me wrong but I think there's a lot more in Singapore it's a lot more uh, it's a more a lot more about the, the what do you call it the collective and not just the self whereas mm-hmm. I think in the western countries is more about the self than the collective so I think in Singapore mm-hmm. you know every other day someone's going to someone's house to have dinner with the family and stuff yeah, like that so I yeah, think yeah. yes it happens in Australia but it's definitely more prevalent
1: in Singapore and also like festive celebrations very grand scale here we call yeah. everyone we go yeah. like, uh, we go and visit and so forth yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah yeah we make a big
0: deal out of it exactly all right, so that's all from us about the our five key difference from our perspective about living in Singapore versus Australia. If you enjoy the style, let us know. We can always do further comparisons. We can even bring my brother on board to do like Ireland and Singapore because I'm interested, right. you know, he's the only yeah. one who's and he's the only one who's done Singapore, Australia, and Ireland. So' it'll be interesting to get that's his right. perspective. Yeah. That's right. All right, everyone, till next time. have a lovely week ahead. See you, bye bye.